As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. For example, Protestants worship God in their Bible studies, fellowship, and spirit-filled services. And Catholics worship God in their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house, fighting over who God loves more, just because we think our way is the best way. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. We must join forces. Let's stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. We like this idea so much we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians reveal shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their life and what happened next. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Hellman, Dr. Amanda Hellman. And she founded Healthy Roots Coaching LLC, which centers on providing helpful tools to cultivate healthy family connections to impact communities. She writes blogs on her Healthy Roots website that provide practical information in the following areas, building healthy family connections, overcoming childhood trauma, supporting children and youth who experience sexual trauma, and how to support the mental health of children, men, and women. Dr. Amanda Hellman is a cognitive release coach serving women, men, and youth to release old mindsets, mindsets, rewire their brains, and to find healing to use their voice powerfully in personal and professional goals. She's the author of the children's book, I Am Worthy, Valued, and Loved, and her memoir called Silent No Longer, Finding My Voice After Complex Trauma. So I had... Uh, a special engagement um, appointment with Dr. Amanda privately, um, BC Nation, and uh, she prayed over me. She prayed over my physical healing specifically. I was in a car accident, as some of you know, several years ago, uh, and it's just been um, just trauma to my neck, my spine, my vertebrae, uh, and it debilitates me, you know, most of my work days. And I still show up with a hopefully energy and, <laughs> and a personality, but I'm pushing through some pain, right? And offering it to God as I go. And listen, we're all suffering with some kind of pain in our life. Some it's physical, emotional, you know, psychological, spiritual. Um, and Dr. Amanda prayed over me and I got to tell you, BC Nation, I felt something. I felt tingles in my neck and spine. And then I told, uh, I just told Dr. Amanda that um, I went to the gym that evening and I lifted uh, large amounts of weight that I've never lifted that amount before. And I was like, what is going on? What did God do in my body? So body's not fully healed yet, but I, I realized that God made some kind of miraculous progress or accelerated the pace of the healing. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan, not of just Dr. Amanda, but of God's healing power and his goodness. And that's what we're going to talk about today is God's goodness and how he's steady through all the storms and all the situations and circumstances of your life. God is steady. The circumstances change, right? So Dr. Amanda, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for uh, Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Sure. And thank you, Joseph. And I'm so excited. I praise God. That's so amazing that you're, you're lifting more than before. So I'm just so excited about that. And so yes, my name is Dr. Amanda Hellman. My background is I have my PhD in special education for 20 some years. And I work in educational leadership. And I just got my master's in counseling, not because I want to get lots and lots of degrees, but because God told me, hey, you're qualified for shifting the field of trauma and counseling for people. And so I did it. I got one more degree. 
And um, basically, my passion is to see people healed and set free emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything. And um, really, God has taken me from an intellectual understanding of God to knowing that he heals, saves, delivers, sets free, and that he's alive, and that he's powerful, and that he wants to see us uh, really move into our destiny. So that's really a, a huge passion of mine. So awesome. Take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Let's see. I love to travel and I love to sing at all times, no matter where I am. And if you give me one word, I could probably come up with a song right on the spot. <laughs> Other guests have presented me with challenges like that, and I normally take them up on it. <laughs> <laughs> publicly live across the planet it's fantastic we'll see if we get into that okay okay all right um what is it about god's goodness that the world doesn't know many believers don't know that maybe you do it's been revealed to you through your own personal struggles that god wants you to tell us Sure. So what's coming up now is, um, you know, I never really, I know that God was compassionate, but there was a time where God brought me, there was a, uh, I was going through a hard season, right? Just a lot of loss and grief. And I remember <clears throat> he brought me almost was like, Hey, let me show you what it was like to go to the cross. Right. And he took me down with him. And then I actually was with him on the cross. And when I looked out, I saw myself and my family and all the billions of people. And he said, um, you know, forgive them. They know not what they do. But then he also showed me that why he's so compassionate is he knows that generational family trauma, our trauma goes all the way back to Adam and Eve and all the way through these times. And that sometimes there's things we know and there's beliefs, but there's things that have happened in our family that have impacted our identity and who we are. And that God understands that and that he wants us to know who we are, but his compassion is so much greater than we give ourselves. His mercy is so much greater than we give ourselves. And his love is so much greater than we ever think. He just wants to spend time with us and he wants the best for us. Sounds like a good father. Yeah. Like, like a really good father. And for many of us listening, um, we've had broken father relationships with our human dads. Yeah. And maybe some of them, you know, hurt us, betrayed our trust, and have led to parts of our life not working out the way we hoped. And it's so difficult to see God as a loving father, when we haven't experienced that love from our own father, that protection, that tenderness, what do you want to say to that? Yeah, I want to say that can our first experience of God is with our family, our dads, our moms. And when it's contrary to God's character, that can be very hard because then we start to think that God's the same. But as we get to know him, as we just go to him, um, what I found is even when I was going to, I was struggling, I would run to him and he's like, it's okay. You know, he, he was faithful to his word and he was faithful just to give me peace and love, even when I felt that shame. And so some of you out there that may not have experienced healthy father relationships, um, God's heart is to restore that. He wants to refather you as you just learn how to come to him like a kid, right? And, and Matthew 28, he's like, come to me like a kid. And God wants to do that. He's done that for me. Um, and he can do that for you where he can restore what it's like to have a healthy, uh, intimate friendship relationship and father son relationship since you're all sons for him. God wants to refather you. I've never heard that term before. And it makes sense, right? Jesus says, I make all things new, right? And, you know, BC Nation, if you're listening right now and, and you're like, I tried to forgive my dad, mm. I couldn't, or I couldn't because I just didn't feel it in my heart, or I couldn't because he died prematurely and I didn't get that next chance to, God wants to make your father relationship new and he wants to stand in the person of your dad 
who is human and broken and sinful, just like you, just like me. And God sits in as the perfect father, the one that will never betray you, that will never hurt you, that will never abandon you. God wants to refather you. Amanda, speak about God refathering you in your life, if you would. What do you want to share with us? What story do you have? Yes. One of the biggest pains for me, I think, uh, I didn't realize the big healing journey I needed and God refathered me throughout my life. But I would say, um, you know, I grew up in a home that I think repeated generational patterns of, um, you know, emotion, not really being there, knowing my dad as provider, but not emotionally. And when I was in college, I remember being angry. I finally had anger towards my dad because I didn't understand like what was missing. And over time, it was, uh, there was a lot of grief that I didn't have my dad. I didn't have that fathering. And I felt like as I was healing, and, and I believe that the forgiveness journey is a journey. It's a, you get, you have a heart and will to forgive, but there are emotions that are tied to that. And I've had many different times I've healed in my relationship with my dad, willingly to forgive, but having these deep pain points. And over those times, I remember there was one point where God was um, allowing me to have empathy and compassion for my dad, but also for myself, that it's okay for me to grieve and loss, uh, um, grieve the loss of my dad in that relationship. And what d- God did then was he was showing me how to, he stepped in and became a dad. For example, I was like, hey, I want to have a tea party <laughs> one day. I just told, I was like, I'm going to have a tea party with you, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. And don't you know, I had this picture of us having this tea party. And it was so precious because it took times where that's what I wanted as a kid, little girl, uh, these tea parties, or I wanted my dad to be at all of my um, chorus things and he was working. And God's like, I was always there, Amanda. You know, he showed me in my lifetime how he was always there, never forsook me, and that he loves to spend time with me. And it helped me. And then as I continued to heal, God showed me the times where my dad wanted to do it. He didn't know how. And he reshifted my memories in that area where my dad did show up. So there was good and then there was not good, but that my dad wanted to, he didn't know how. So it helped me forgive my dad in different ways. It helped me to restore my relation with my relation with God. And it helped me to, to bring joy to understand that God is a good father. Mm. You know, through that healing process, you were given the opportunity to change the story that was playing in your head mm-hmm. of having a dad, right? Having a good father versus not. And as children, like we create meaning to meaningless events. Now, some of them, those events had meaning, right? Some are traumatic, but then there's other ones. I remember coming home from school when I was a little boy and I just won the art award. I won first place for the entire school for my pen and ink drawing. And I was so excited to tell my dad, dad, look, look, look. And of course, timing was off. He was on a really important phone call. I had no idea. He had no idea how important the news I had to share was. And he just kept shooing me away. And I'm like, but dad, but dad. And he's like, son, I said, I'm talking, right? And he snapped at me. And I remember I was crushed. I was crushed. I was like, dad doesn't want, you know, to hear anything I have to say was the meaning I gave it at such a young age. Could you imagine that? Like the enemy whispered the lie. I heard it. I repeated it back to myself and it became my truth. And for years of my life, I believed people don't want to hear what I have to say. And I had to fight through that. Like how many stories do each of us have like that? Is there um, a meaning uh, that comes to mind for you, Amanda, that you gave to maybe a meaningless event during your childhood that carried through your life and held you back maybe? Yeah, and I I wanted to speak to what you just said because what I found in 100% of the times whenever I do coaching or work with people or even if it's ministry or in my area is there are beliefs, but think about it. When you're young, you don't have the language to express how you're feeling. And so what happens is it's almost almost this trigger point that happens even through adulthood until you identify the belief and what's behind it. And um, 
can express it. It's almost, you're pretty much finding your voice again. And so um, just wanted to share that because I think that's what where the enemy does hit, as you said, you know, he whispers something. Um, so I think for me, the biggest thing was I got, my name means worthy of love, which is Amanda. And that was my biggest struggle my whole life, uh, really, knowing that I'm worthy of love. And um, I feel like God's undone that, right? Like I, the enemy hit that very hard in my life in every area. And now I feel the need, even like my book was, I'm worthy, valued, and loved to know that, tell people they're worthy and that you are loved at all times. So that was the biggest thing that got hit and the biggest message I'll bring through my life. Wow. You know, it seems that the enemy hits you right in your identity. Yes. How you were named because he don't, doesn't want you to realize that identity and live in it, right? And as you just said that, I thought of my own name, Joseph, which means God adds, God multiplies. And that has been the number one challenge throughout my whole life is believing that God has that good plan for me as well. And one's, when is my time for him to raise an increase and just chronic disappointments the enemy would show me evidence of throughout my life? And I'm Wow, that just like came right to the forefront for me there. BC Nation, as you're listening right now, what's your name? Does it have a meaning in God's, in, in heaven, right? Is it a biblical name perhaps that your parents gave you? What's the identity around the name that God allowed for your life that the enemy's been trying to block you from living out that de destiny for yourself that God has for you? Huh. Amanda, God's goodness is steady. Have you ever seen it not be steady in your life? I have not. I haven't. There was times where I thought it wasn't steady. Um, can I give an example? Would that be good? Always. Okay. Stories are great. So good. So for example, when I couple years ago, I stepped out into my own business. And before I did this, uh, I knew I was going to do that because I had to do an internship for my counseling. And there was no other, I had options for doing it in the evening, but the one that God gave me was during the day. And he knew I would say yes, but he knew what was ahead because he always goes ahead of me. And so in that, you know, I was, oh, things are going great. I'm starting to have clients. And I thought it would continue. And as soon as I stepped out, things were different. All of a sudden, as I'm moving out, I didn't have the clients. And I remember God, when I went to Puerto Rico, God's like, go on this trip. I was, a my friend was remarrying. And during this time, it was stress. I was stressed because money was, finances were really tight. And on the last day, when I was going to the airport, spirit just went on strike or something. Right? There was no aircraft. I didn't have the money to get back. I had to call my brother. My brother got me a flight. And just the humility, you know, just trusting him. And I, I fortunately got to stay with the people I was with all week. And I remember the next day I went on a new flight. I went across and the flight was from Puerto Rico to St. Thomas. And the interesting thing was there was only eight or nine people on this flight, Joseph, and it was across the Caribbean Sea. And it was the most beautiful flight ever. And I'm looking down. I was like, all right, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. All right, I'm not dying over the Caribbean Sea. Apparently, I'm supposed to be living because God had told me the day before. He had a friend talk to me and said, I didn't bring you to the wilderness to have you die. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And so over this, I was like, okay, you have me, you have me over the Caribbean Sea. And it was, I cried. All of us were like, that was the most beautiful landing into St. Thomas. And I was there and I, rem and I just knew that he's like, even in this, are you going to trust me? And it was getting me out of fear and the transition of, of this job and what's next, the uncertainty that was crippling me. And even as we continue throughout, it was a hard next couple of months until I shifted. And I finally said, God, you're going to take care of me. And that January of 2022 was when everything shifted because I believed firmly he was going to provide. And even this year, it was just an influx of everything that he's been doing. But I had to get to a place of you're good. And I didn't, I said it, but I didn't believe it during those first couple of months because I just was like, well, nothing's coming through. And, mm -hmm. and he was, ha he was dealing with my heart and my mind. So that was an example of he was good, but I had to grapple with it. Mm. 
BC Nation, do you believe God is good? But maybe not all the time. Maybe sometimes he leaves you behind. At least you feel that way. Do you feel like his goodness is there, but it's not steady? It's kind of inconsistent. Is that how it feels? Is that the lie the enemy has been telling you? You can't trust God. He's not a good father. He won't be there for you when you really need him. He speaks the same lie to all of us. I think some of us believe it sooner than others based on some of the trauma we've been through in our own lives. Wow, sitting home. This is good, Amanda. Tell us about obviously without uh, revealing names, but do you have a client story of before and after you could tell us about God's goodness um, showing up in their life? Yeah, I have quite a bit. Uh, one comes to mind. So I work with a lot of women mm-hmm. and um, I, uh, the women that I work with are, they're really called to good things amazing things in fact the one lady her her name means benefactor and so she was getting hit with all kinds of medical traumas and even the lies that she was believing going in and out of the hospital and uh when we were working she was able to release a lot of not feeling loved um she was able to feel her esophagus and she was in the hospital for her stomach there's all kinds of lining issues a lot was emotional too and as we were healing that she ended up just publishing her children's or she's going to publish a children's book she was she got she has the um and just even going live and even her brain people who saw her in our first book challenge that we we did a calling out the book challenge for christian authors they saw her the first challenge and three months later with you know two three four sessions with me they're like she's a I don't even recognize her. She's a different person because her brain was rewiring. She was more confident and just even her, um, the state of her body and her confidence had shifted. And so that was, that's always an amazing story because we're still working together and just seeing her progress and seeing her continue to move forward has been a tremendous uh, inspiration even to myself. What revelation did she have during your working together about God's goodness in her own life? That he has her, that he promises to take her through this and that he keeps showing her a tree and the field that he has for her, that he's going to make it fruitful, that she's called to do that. And so even when we have moments, he'll give her a picture, even as we're saying, what's going to come next? What's your what's your goal he always takes her back to this tree that fruitfulness and that's what her book's about for kids is to talk about um the revelation of god jesus holy spirit as this tree and they work together and that's been her heart and passion and to see that she continues to have that reminder from god has been so good to me and also for her Mm. so cool do you ever work with guys with men yes I have. Uh, I've worked with some men. And actually, one cool story is uh, last year I was working with a friend. I met her through a kingdom entrepreneurship group. And when I went there, I prayed for her. And she actually had a huge shift from a complex trauma memory that she's been trying to get to for 30 years. And we got to it like in 10 minutes. She shifted. She was so excited. The next day, she was so excited, she went at me to work with her husband. So I worked with him, and he actually shared something she's never heard before. And what that was is that he had he had agreed with, this is a generational belief, that he had to think before feeling. I actually see that across cultures and people, and we don't realize it. So he uh, broke agreements with it. And it shifted him quickly you know, as we were working. And his brain rewired. But three hours later the most impactful thing was they got a call from his son and his son said, I don't know what happened, but I just broke an agreement with thinking over feeling. And so it was a generational thing. I get goosebumps now just saying it, there was a generational pattern. And because he broke it, it not only did it for him, but his family in the same day. And it was a God reminder uh, of how, when we have our agreements or belief systems can impact our generations, but we can also break it. So I've seen men do that and another man do the same thing where there's a passive heart rather than an active father's heart that happens generationally. So I've, I've really been blessed to work with men who want to step into everything God has them called to do. 
So the son used the exact language of I broke an agreement. Yes. Like, and he people mm -hmm. don't use that phrase. Yes. He did he did. He said I've I've been, you know, thinking over feeling and that son I believe wasn't per se walking with God yet. You know, he's still on his journey and it was interesting because he called up saying this and they didn't share what happened with the dad earlier. Wow. Mm -hmm. mm, that's powerful. What what have you seen as far as agreements, right, that we consciously or unconsciously choose to agree with certain lies? Mm -hmm. um, what's the most prevalent among women? If you could pick one all the way to the top, yeah. I, I know there's there's many out there. And then what's the, the number one for men? Mm, good. There's actually, for men and women, there's one that is prevalent for both, but I'll share some other ones. So the first one for women is I have to get it right or I'm not good enough. That's a huge one. Um, and for men, it is I have to get it right a lot of times. And um, often um, it may it also can be, um, you know, I'm not good enough or I have to, um, you know, do X, Y, Z for people to acknowledge me. Okay, so a lot of for both, though, I would say prevalent when I because I actually keep data of it, I actually have I have to get it right across men and women, which is performance and perfection. And that happens across generations. That is one that is a huge uh, belief system that has to be broken and shifted. Wow. Random question. Have you put all this data into a book? Yet. Uh, it's it's coming. I have some a couple different books. I actually have a book right now that God's doing that will, I believe, shift the field of um, trauma where um, we're, God's releasing head to toe our traumas from ourself and generations. So that's on my list of being able to help people with their I am statements. Yeah, that's a great uh, reminder. So I, I should keep writing because <laughs> I have a lot of books that are coming out. Well, I'm just thinking across the entire <clears throat> coaching space, especially Christian coaches, mm -hmm. believers, uh, that data could be tremendously mm -hmm. helpful uh, to just find the patterns mm -hmm. um, that everyone are dealing with and get right to it rather than spending so much time in the excavation part mm -hmm. of it. Just get like right to it. Like, hey, do you have an agreement with I have to get it right? Yeah. Right. And just kind of work down the line. Yes, I do. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, I do. And be like, great. We got our three. That took 10 minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then right there, break the agreements, get healed. Mm -hmm. Like, is that something you see where you can contribute to the world? Yeah, I think so. I think that would help people um, because there, we talk about I am statements, but I don't know we realize all the way down to the cells, the imprints of it. For example, I've had people where God's had me, the fingerprints of trauma are on people. And he said, this is why you aren't sleeping because of xyz and it's not just their own so i actually feel like when we get to the bottom of it it breaks it from our body and it actually breaks it from our thinking and where so many people think oh it's motivational it's actually not it's more it's real deep um th these beliefs and how our behaviors shift so i do i think this would be a great addition for people pretty to help them get to what the root is and move forward hmm Girl, I think God's calling you to something big here. I'm just <laughs> guessing. I'm not, I, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing at this. There, everyone's hurting. Mm -hmm. Everyone's hurting in some way. And everyone needs healing mm -hmm. in one way or another. And God has given you the ability um, to participate in him healing the suffering of the world, right? One person at a time. Like, mm -hmm. not only is that awesome, but what a huge responsibility. Like, you got to get that out to mm. the world. You must. It's your duty, obligation, responsibility, for sure. Like, do you see that? I do. I see that. I see there's, you know, a couple different things. Um that I'm right now I'm writing a brain healing book, right? I've, it's almost finished and um, children's book for brain stuff. So there's quite a bit. And I think the I am statement one probably won't take very long to do. So I probably have that on my, you know, I usually get up in the morning and that's when I write for an hour and a half or two hours a day with God. So 
Um, I do. I think that if I can help people, that's my passion, multi-generational, right? But right now my focus, mainly women, but God has expanded it. And I believe that if we can get to this early for kids, you know, for me, half of my journey was undoing beliefs. And now my heart is if we can get kids or people yeah. early breaking this, then we don't have to do this later. So yes, I think this would be helpful. Yeah. I think it goes back to your earlier point that as children, we don't have the language uh, for to express the feelings that we're experiencing, which leaves us at the mercy of the enemy giving us the language, but it's the wrong language. Mm -hmm. So we grab it because it's the only language we have to ex to express betrayal. It's like, oh, your parents never loved you. It was all a lie. See? Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah. And that, that was mine personally, right? That I got healed from. But I didn't have the language back then. I just know it hurt. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. I really get what I you're do. up to. Yeah, I actually have, if it's okay, I do have a really powerful story about the I am belief that happened with one of my women clients. And But I actually feel like it's for men too. Um, is it okay if I share that one? No, definitely not. We don't want people to be set free <laughs> on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, I just that was sure. New York sarcasm, people. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Amanda. laughing. Well, you know, uh, so I had a client and I've been working with her because each person has different personality, different ways that they, they deal with things. So when we were working, she had thought that it was during her wilderness season that there was uh, her belief about making mistakes happen then. And I said right away in one minute, of meeting, meeting with her during this session, hey, I actually think it's back to the womb. And don't you know, we God showed her back in her womb that her family, like that she had just heard things and it, it was solidified then that she thought she was a mistake. So at her whole life, her belief is I am a mistake. And she didn't realize all the performance, all the things trying to get it right. Actually, the core wasn't during it was actually in the womb and it was such a huge shift for her and I said and then I had some questions saying well what out of all of your life now how has that driven been the driver of everything you've done and it's been uh, an undoing and so some of us right depending what it is belonging acceptance mistake could be generational and it comes just at the womb and I've actually gone to the womb for worthy of love and so I just want to encourage some of you that when you're hearing things or believing things and you know it, it can impact you back to the womb and once she had that shift I saw her shift into not operating out of the belief of I'm a mistake everything I do is a mistake I have to get it right or people think I'm a mistake to knowing I am you know God's daughter I can do things and it's okay if it's messy and it shifted who she was and it brought us and it brought her closer to a state of rest instead of performance that's very powerful in her situation I'm just very curious being it was in the womb, the trauma happened, the lie was taken on and embedded mm -hmm. in her life. Was it something her parents said that she heard while she was in the womb? Because we know children can hear during mm -hmm. pregnancy, their parents' voice. Like, was there something maybe out of a fear mom said about like, I don't want to have this child. I'm scared. This was a mistake. Anything like that? Like, what was the source? Yes, I think it was something like her not feeling wanted by I believe it was her mom uh, however just you know for people out there you know we're, we have our moms and dads so sometimes there's things that are said right and we don't realize um, we're, we're human it's not that they really meant that but see it's it when we hear that one thing it can impact our belief system so yes for her it was a word spoken over her that we don't realize impacts and that that our babies can hear in the womb wow that's such a validation because like my wife and I, we're seven months pregnant right now, yeah, right? We're exciting. doing April. Thank you. Number three. And, okay. you know, we've heard that, that be very careful the words you're saying around baby in the womb because baby can, if not understand it, feel it mm -hmm. and feels the emotions of not being wanted or being loved, right? And being anticipated, Right. And, and we'll do that with the with uh, the siblings will be like, you know, aren't you excited? Baby's coming soon, baby. Right. And they're like, oh, my goodness, baby's coming soon. Baby feels that energy 
from his or her family before he or her even comes into the the world. Like, wow, I'm wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that awesome? I think yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. All right, what was the other uh, powerful story? You had one for men, I think. Oh, well, I had some for men. I actually have one, um, well, the one with the thinking and feeling and then, you know, working with the one man. And actually it was interesting because such a, uh, you know, man of influence and the enemy whacked him this year with like thinking that that he might have to just die, right? And he spent a whole night just feeling like this ongoing, hey, just go. And he said, no, in the morning, I'm not going to do that. But working with him, just shifting some of the, he was starting to have heart pain, right? Just breaking off the heartbreak, breaking off the beliefs of he has to keep going, 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 that there's not balance, right? Going back to the, have to get it right. And also just shifting. And it was the first time, you know, we were, I was working with as a couple, I work with couples. So his wife heard it too. We, I had no idea this man of always smiling, right? We, and yet struggling and then going through different things this year. And yet God's calling him to family, and and to to grapple with family and he shifted so much um and it's funny because sometimes you know I'll go really deep with the roots and he's like okay god's like we're good here for now <laughs> so I'll like you know listen but he had such a shift in him that he didn't have that anymore you know he didn't have that heart pain he was able to shift in his belief system and now he's starting to have more balance that's so cool you know, for the person listening, like especially these influential men that I get to work with in my coaching, I know many of them yeah. don't want to admit they need help. Mm-hmm. Makes them look weak. Uh, there's a perception that they always have to look strong, be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of being a man. Like, what's my question here? My question is, How do you get a man to a place of admitting that, hey, I need help, and then being willing to take that one step, that one action, especially if he's such a high performer in the public eye like this gentleman? Yeah, that's a good question. I felt like it took first sometimes... You know, the the way I had some of these men come to me was their wife, right? And then God was, the, you know, and then in it, you know, I had that trust with the, with, with this man, but he said, Hey, do you think I need a session? Right? And so it kind of started that way. And I think sometimes the biggest belief um, is that, yeah, a women are more emotional. That goes back to that thinking over feeling. And yet both men and women have feelings. And the biggest thing is that we say, no, if you cry, you're not strong. And I've actually broken that from little boys who are like crying because they've had pain. And I said, you have permission to cry. And I think one of the biggest things that men just need to hear, I know, Joseph, I honor what you're doing, just sharing with men and being vulnerable, but men hearing it's okay to cry and be vulnerable it's okay to like crying is a sign of strength it's not a sign of weakness Mm -hmm. and we see that biblically we see that with um, Moses he always wept in front of people saying God please don't kill these people right as a leader but he wept (laughs) Jesus wept and he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead so I think Jesus modeled it and and when we really go to it, there it's undoing all these generations of, hey, we have to be this, you know, I got it, I'm fine. And it actually is more detrimental to the family. Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, that is definitely something that, uh, you know, I have to give my clients permission to do. Like, it, they're, they'll start to choke up, right? Emotions come up and you see their eyes welling up and they're yeah. fighting it. They're fighting mm-hmm. to push it back down, especially in front of another man. And I'm like, yeah. no, let that out. Like God's bringing it to the surface now because he wants to release it. Don't block it. Mm-hmm. Get healed. Let's go. You know, and I make it lighthearted and like, this is good. Like you have permission. Yeah. And man, they just open and floodgates yeah. of good. pain and, and trauma just come out and God heals them. Like it's so awesome to experience that. But I remember when I used to just bottle it <laughs> with yeah. all my strength, just bottle the anger and the rage and the hurt and I just wouldn't let it out and God couldn't heal me yeah yeah all right so BC Nation are you enjoying this conversation as much as I am like did you have an aha moment but more than an aha moment did you have a healing moment did the Holy Spirit 
just speak to you in some way over the past 30, 40 minutes about something, maybe an agreement that you have that's holding you back and God wants to set you free from, but you don't even know where to get started. Well, we got the gal. I went and got her for you. You're welcome. No, <laughs> but like maybe she's your gal if you re you know you just resonate with Dr. Amanda Hellman. And I think whether you're a guy or a girl, um, you know, she, Amanda, you have a a really good um, countenance about you uh, that just it connects. It connects um with either gender i think like i feel comfortable with you as a guy sharing my stuff my masses and uh and you work with the ladies as well so the point is this bc nation if god brought something to the surface in you right now that you want to push back down <laughs> because that's been your default switch all these years that means god wants it out of you he wants to set you free from it that's why it's coming to the surface right now so when is the right time? When God brings it to the surface. So if it's at the surface right now and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and you, and, and you just don't want to deal with it, that means God wants you to deal with it. He wants you to give it to him. And he wants to set you free from it and make you new. Like how beautiful is that? Maybe you need a facilitator to guide you through that process with the language. Maybe it's Amanda. And if you're a high-performing man, very successful, maybe it's me. Or maybe it's someone else. The point is, go get the help. Go ask for the help. We're not meant to do life alone. God made us dependent on each other, but first dependent on him. It's just, we're wired for community. It's what's so. All right, we're speaking with Dr. Amanda Hellman. She's a rock star. I like her. She's cool. She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> Amanda, before we get into the final part of the show, what do you do to strengthen and deepen your faith daily? Yeah, that's a great, good question. I love starting the day. And recently, it's, I'm transitioning and moving, so it's been different. But I love starting the day. And I've told God, hey, I wake me up no matter what it looks like. <laughs> uh, but I love starting just in prayer and worship. I love to sing. I love uh, to praise God in the morning. And before anybody's at 435, I'm an early riser. And that sets my day. And when I don't do that, it it shifts my day. So mm. that, that's the biggest thing is coming to him first and then writing and then going to the gym. I have this little morning routine. And at the, in the evening, having that, having that time where I do the same thing, get in the word and just uh, have that time. And throughout the day, I'm just praying. I get to, to spend time with him. And that is what is the key for me. You know, I love going on road trips with God. If I go somewhere, having my music going, he knows that I'm like, hey, it's a road trip. Um, and I get mm -hmm. to spend it with you. So for me, anytime I get to just check in with him during the day, especially the morning and evening, having that time. And he's, he gave me this verse early in my walk. It was Joshua one eight, which is before fearing God. It says, um, you know, meditate on my word day and night, you know, and, and, and you'll learn my instructions. And that's something I've kept, uh, because I felt like that's such a huge part. And it's even in Psalms one, he actually showed me that today again, that day and night, right. Our prayer, our, our worship, even in our hard times, our sad times, my happy times, when I go to him, it sets my day and I can feel when I'm not connected because of my own distance. Um, and that, so that for me is what, is so critical and I know it like I know recently with the moves and everything there's been a shift and I'm coming back to it so I came back to that last night and I was like ah, oh, like this is what I just needed just your presence so that's what mm. my heart is all about recently I've been watching with my wife the chosen season mm. three and uh I had this image as you were just speaking about meditating on God's word day and night. And I, I pictured in the, the show, The Chosen, the apostles, when anything happened, they would just run to Jesus. Where's Jesus? I got to tell Jesus the news. This happened. You know, here's the crisis. Here's the situation. Here's the 
you know, God, we healed in your name. Like, wow, like joy and celebrating. But they were constantly running to Jesus day and night with their cares, worries, concerns, joys, triumphs, pain, struggle, all of it just constantly coming to him to get wisdom and to get instruction or healing, right, for that matter. And I think that's what we're called to do. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Let's go. All right, we found agreement. We're breaking the wrong agreements and we found the right agreement. All right, Dr. Amanda, we are uh, at my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it, it's just for fun. It's like a game show minus the prizes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about God? He's faithful. He's faithful. Yeah, for sure. What's your least favorite thing about God? I don't always know the whole picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's cryptic. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Sure. He's teaching me how not to toil and spin, but to be like a lily. Uh, and that has been a big challenge for me. Wow. Okay. Be like a lily. Just shine bright and enjoy the sunlight, right? Very cool. Uh, what are you most afraid of? I think most afraid of not doing everything I'm, I've am i been called to do. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Toiling and spinning on some things that he took care of. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back yeah. to the lily. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? Uh, I think that are they genuine? Like they're genuineness. Are they as genuine with what they're sharing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That He was faithful, and that He's always going to bring me into uh, His Him and His promises. Yes. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? To keep my morning routine and continue to be faithful in all areas so I can step into who I'm called to be. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Uh, thinking that or thinking that my promises are still delayed. <laughs> <laughs> that he's going to fulfill them this year. <laughs> Girl, I'm with you on that one. Let's go. We got to team up on that. Yes. All right. Uh, pick three words to describe who you are. Uh, now, loyal, fun, and safe. Pick three words to describe who you were before you broke all these negative agreements with the enemy. Depressed, um, sad, and in mourning. <laughs> and last question, Amanda, if you could come back to life after you died. Tell your family and friends only one piece of advice about God, relationship with him. What would you say to them? He's good, he's real, and he loves you. God is good, he is real, and he loves you, BC Nation. Amanda, this is the time of the show where you get to give my audience a homework assignment for this week for those who are ready to change their lives. What do they need to do? Good question. To continue the conversation, I would put on some music and in your prayer, ask God, what am I believing about you and myself? And ask him to give you a picture or tell you, or you might know. And so I want you to ask him that. And then I want you to um, break that agreement and see what he wants to give you back. Because he always wants us to break something old, and he always is one who gives us something new. That's so awesome. BC Nation, you willing to take that on? Do you want the future that you say you do? It could be that one question away. Right on the other side. Awesome. If you love this show as much as I did, and Dr. Amanda, you're now a fan of, and the work she's doing in the world for God and his kingdom and his children... Would you go write a 
honest review about her. You could do that at Apple Podcast or Stitcher.com or go to BrokenCatholic.com and write your honest review. And if we like what you write, and uh, I may I may shout it out on the show like I'm about to do for Tommy Breedlove, who is a guest on my other show. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, Tommy Breedlove wrote a five-star review. Uh, level up your personal and professional life. For anyone looking to level up their personal and professional lives, the Broken Catholic Podcast is the perfect podcast for you. Joseph Warren is a very professional host who puts the guest and listener first so that the audience takes away the best nuggets and content possible from the interview. I hope you find this podcast helpful and as useful and inspirational as I do. Thank you, Tommy Breedlove, for your five-star review. Uh, BC Nation, go write yours if you like. And uh, Dr. Amanda, where do we go to find out more about you or if we're interested in working with you? What do you got for us? Sure. Well, the first thing is you can all email me. It's info at amandahelman.com. And I do have a website, www.amandahelman.com. And keep it pretty easy so you can find me. So those are the two ways you can get in touch with me. Dr. Amanda Hellman, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. The same to you, Joseph. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock? in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.